Hey, Michigan, let's talk golf. Here's Mike Sullivan, the most inconsistent golfer ever. In your life have you seen anything like that? And Kyle Bogey, wait, how can a guy with that name host a golf show? We'll never know. Better than most. It's the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Powered by our presenting partner, Hall Financial. Welcome into another edition of the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast, presented by our friends over at Hall Financial. And, uh, well, golf season is kind of here. The weather isn't exactly cooperating as... uh, May is about to hit. Uh, we had that one weekend, Mike, where we had 80-degree weather. It felt like we're finally making the turn, and um, we went right back into the 40s. So been a little bit of a disappointing start to the season, but hopefully we make it up on the back end, and we have a really warm September, October, and maybe even a little bit of November. It's, uh, it's, it's that time of the year where you're just hoping that it – like when is the weather just going to actually turn? When is the weather just going to flip? And I know, it's it going to be so nice and – um, you know, I, I personally don't like playing golf in 50 degree weather or, or certainly high forties. Now, look, if it's, if it's 55 and or 57 and completely sunny out and not windy, sure. That's, that's fine. But besides that, it's, it's really, uh, it's not fun to play golf in 50 degree weather. Oh, I've become such a baby. Honestly, I, I used to. The moment you could get out and it was, you know, 45 and sunny or something like that, I was out there grinding, you know, ready yeah. to go hit balls, ready to go play. I've totally changed now. I, I don't want, if it's 53 but there's no sun, I'm not going out there and playing. Like, I, I need it to be at least above 55, a little bit of sunlight, and, and that is going to get me out to the course or at least get me to the range. But I've become a baby in, in old age. You know, I'm yeah. 32 now. Well, be, I, I, I feel tighter when it's cold out there. I just don't want to be out there. You become more particular about stuff too, and, and you notice stuff more, and you and you are able to uh, to really heck notice the grass and the and the different maintenance elements. And um, even right now, uh, you know, just waiting for the weather to turn, also just to get some color out on the course and the trees, and not just it, it's just tough. You know, you and I go down to Augusta National, and that course is in perfect shape, full bloom, and then back up here, and it's as much as I love it in this area. Yeah, we're just ready for it to to finally turn. Um, I know you're expecting a big year of golf for as much as you've been able to play and in the off season and uh, the the simulators and everything. What's well, your run? I think that you will. Uh, it, it all jokes aside. What do you really, what do you, what are you expecting this year? I mean, seventy five regularly. I'd like to shoot in the seventies more consistently for sure. That was I mean, my goal last year. Okay, and you did. Yeah, right? I did. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted mean, to, I wanted to break. My goal last year was to just break eighty significantly more, and I did to yeah. the point where I was not was I breaking eighty every single round? Absolutely not. But it wasn't rare to go shoot a seventy nine or seventy eight. I shot a seventy six once. Um, and, and that's what it comes down to. I mean, I, I could I talk about this nonstop in terms of it really is just about um, avoiding the blow-up holes, avoiding the big numbers. It's not necessarily needing to make more birdies. It's just playing smarter and just and just getting away with a bogey instead of a double bogey and, and being able just to, okay, you're around the green, um, in your, your second shot on a par four, you're up there within 20, 30 yards of the green. Let's say you completely miss it you're still around the green, get up and just get up and two putt. It, it, don't even, it, before you even it's start talking about, about getting, you know, sticking it to four feet and, and hitting it in, which is great, 
just get on the green and two putt and get out of there with a bogey and, and, and start avoiding some of those doubles. It's interesting because I think everyone's trying to get better um, and, and try to lower those scores, but a lot of people don't really know how to. Real quick, though, I want to at least talk about our friends over at Hall Financial. And look, before you even start looking for homes, you need to get your five-star certified pre-approval from Hall Financial. Hall Financial created the five-star certified pre-approval with one goal in mind to get your offer accepted. That's all that matters. Here's one satisfied client, knowledgeable individuals that go above and beyond to help. I've had excellent experiences with Hall Financial. I highly recommend them to others. I personally have used Hall Financial twice, once to purchase my first home, again to refinance, and uh, I will be using Hall Financial here again this year in 2022 uh, when I purchase my next home. So they've been absolutely phenomenal. Hall Financial, they can even connect you with a top realtor in your area. If you're buying a home, you need to make Hall Financial your first call. Get pre-approved today from the mortgage company with nearly 5,000 five-star reviews. Get your five-star certified pre-approval now at 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. Of course, appreciate Hall Financial. Got to play golf with D. Hall here uh, coming up here this year. But you make an interesting point about just trying to like break those thresholds and what are your goals and what are you trying to accomplish? Because yep. there's so many people out there who try to break 100, you're trying to break 90, you're trying to break 80. And I feel like that is like the, the, the barometer for success and growth as a golfer is just slowly starting to shoot more scores underneath that 100, 90, 80, you know, type of threshold. And I think it's so hard to go from, you know, shooting in the 80s to then trying to shoot in the 70s every single time. And I do think there's a lot going on there. But most people just don't know how to chip away at some of some of those strokes that, yep. that are going to kill you. And you make a great point. I mean, look, if you yank a ball off the tee into the woods – the best thing that you could do is to just punch out into the fairway, hit the green, two putt, and move on. Take your penalty, take your poison. It's only one stroke. Instead, and I do this too. Hero. Instead, we try to hit the hero shot. We try to hey, there's a little there's a little gap up there in between and, and the trees. When you hit those, though, it's, there's nothing beats it. <laughs> nothing beats it. When we were playing uh, just last week at Red Run. I think I hit three trees dead on because I was trying to go through a perfect little shoot, and I literally end up hitting the tree square right yeah. in the middle what hole was that? multiple times. I did it on, I think it was twelve, and I did it again on eighteen. And those are round killers. Yeah. I, I mean, fortunately, you know, it didn't absolutely didn't kill destroy your round. Me. You still shot a seventy-seven. It was it was a fun day for sure. Had the had the putter rolling, which was nice. But um, it's those shots right there that can allow things to just kind of spiral out of control and. People, again, you try to just make up for, all in one shot, make up for, you know, a bad tee shot, and, and it puts you in a, a really big bind, and maybe you're hitting a double, a triple, whatever it may be. Well, and that's why I've come to love playing par fives, because I think that this is a topic that a lot of golfers uh, maybe have disagreed on or changed over. Look, I mean, some people think that, some people, I, I understand why. They, they, they enjoy playing par threes, generally you're writing down a lower score. Uh, it's less intimidating than, than a par five, whatever. But I, I, I love playing par fives because you don't, need, you don't need even three good shots to be on in regulation. You don't. And, and that's not even saying you need to be a big hitter off the tee, someone like you. you know. <laughs> yeah, but right. <laughs> uh, you don't even have to be where, I mean, on, think about a, on a par five, Let's say it's a 525-yard you know, par 5 or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, 
if you even if you hit a bad drive and slice it, you know maybe you maybe you hit hit it over into a tree area. Maybe you drive it 215, 225, something like that. Not really great. You don't have to. I mean, just punch up and get yourself advance the ball. If you if yeah. you can just punch up after a bad shot, it, now you're sitting in the fairway or or even the rough. Call it 90, 100 yards out, and and you're you're have a great chance to get on regulation. It's the same type of thing mm-hmm. too. Let's say you do pound a drive. You, you you get out of a four iron or a three wood or whatever it is, and you're trying to go for it in two, and you totally top it or skid it or uh, you know just punch it and miss it. Guess what? You're still going to be up there and have a chance to get on in regulation. Like you don't need three great shots. That's why par fours are the toughest, I think, obviously, because. I mean, you need you ge- generally, generally you need a good you need a good drive yep. and you need a good second shot. Yeah. Now that's not to say sure you can still find a way to scramble and get up and down, of course. But in order to truly be on and reg, you need two good shots. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have that that opportunity to miss. What's your threshold on par fives? Because like an adjustment that I made last year, and and you know who am I? But just playing par fives more so three shot. Unless, yeah. of course, you just maybe it's downhill, downwind, and you have 200 in. Of course, you're going to try and hit a four iron or something and try to hit the green in two. But generally, if you have, if I have 250 out, I only have a five wood in my bag. If I absolutely hit it perfect, I might be able to roll it up mm-hmm. to the green. But generally, I'm not getting there. So I would start to play those 200 yard shots, 220 you know yard shots, knowing I'm going to be a little bit short, chipping a putt. Hopefully you have a good look at birdie. If not, you'll walk away with a par. You hit your three wood way better than I hit, hit my woods, and, and you hit your three wood far. And it seems like you are constantly just oh, even yeah. if you're two eighty out or two sixty out, I, I whatever. I always go for yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I, I will. yeah, I, I, you do. But you hit it well, so it, it works out in life. Green light, <laughs> green light, green light. Go, go, go. I can the attest o- to this. The, the, o- <laughs> the only time that I won't, Kyle, is if it's a. Uh, is is if there's hazard in front of the green. Sure, yeah. If there's water in front of the green or something yeah. like that, then I'll just lay up, and I, I feel like such a little bitch just taking a seven iron and just, and just laying up. But, um, no, I will always – because, again, that's my philosophy on it. Let's say – let's say I'm two – like you said, let's say I'm 250 out, 260 even. You can get there. I can get there with a three wood for sure. Now I have to hit it pretty well, but again, if you're okay, okay what are we talking? Are we talking 250 pins, so now we're really talking 235, 240 front of the green easily. Um, now, how I view that though is if I'm 250 out, middle of fairway, par five, yeah, I'm going for it 10 times out of 10. But again, how I'm viewing that is that if I miss my three wood, even if I if I slice a little bit, top it, whatever, I'm still going to be up there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a 50-yard chip. Let's or say, yeah. let's say I rarely, you know, let's say I just almost top it and it just skids up there. It's still gonna go run another hundred yards. And, and everyone's gonna say, "Good miss." Yeah, it's a good, <laughs> good, uh, good layup. So now I'm now I would be 150 yards out and still have a great chance to get on regulation. If I hit my three wood well, I'm on the green putting for eagle. If I hit it decent. I'm just off the green and have a, a, mm-hmm. an easy chip to try to get up and down for birdie. Um, and if I hit it poor, I'm going to be still up there probably within 50 yards of the green. So it, it's not it, – it's it's almost a no-brainer in my opinion. No, for sure. I mean, if, if you have the power, obviously you want to try and advance it as far as you possibly can. There's people out there. I mean, the pros are always – if they're – 
350 out, which generally they're not going to be on par fives unless it's insane. But, you know, you'll see some guys hit a four iron, four iron to a number, you know, with their wedge. If they like 70 yards out and that's like their wedge and that's exactly the number they want to get to, they'll do that. We're obviously not good enough to be able to do things like that. But it's funny you mentioned uh, you feeling like, a, you know, just a bitch, uh, you know, if you lay up or, you know, lay off, whatever it is. I was with uh, one of our, our partners actually over on the Brand 25 side of things, Pat O'Keefe. I was with him uh, out in Vegas at a uh, at a golf tournament, you know, this past winter, and uh, we were playing. I think it was a short par four, and I was like, you know what? There's too much up there. I'm not going to hit driver. I'm just going to hit a you know nice little iron out there. And I was setting up. I was about to hit the ball, about to swing, and I hear Pat murmur under his breath. He goes, he flew out to Vegas to lay up. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, immediately yeah. you step off, you go, you throw the iron in the bag, you pull the driver out because you're not going to, you're not going to be disrespected like that. Uh, you know, as you're about to swing, it was a great line. Absolutely hilarious. That's just the best. He, he, really is. Is. he is. And a good golfer as yeah, well. He, is. He, he can get around to the ball, but it, there is that sense of, do I really want to lay off? Like, unless you have to, like and you said, so, if there's water, if there's something going the on, tree, if you're in the it's trees, tough not to. Yeah. Like, let's say number nine at Red Run, call it. <clears throat> if I am over in the trees, and I'm glad that Red Run's taken out a lot of trees, uh, you know, Rob and his team have done a really good job with that course sure. overall. Um, but, but let's say I'm over in the trees uh, on number nine, and I have no shot at the green. Then my, my sole mindset is, get like we were talking about, especially on a par five, get out of trouble. I just want to take a club and, and advance it to the point, this is how I mentally think about it, I want to advance that ball to a point where I'm within 200 yards approaching. That Even if you're in serious mm-hmm. trouble, I mean, just get it up there within 200, get a, a, a decent iron, you know, not, you know a decent iron. A chance to hit hand. the green in regulation. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's really what it's about. Um, you know, I'm never approaching a par five with a seven iron in my hand. I, uh, I mean, I very rarely have I approached a par five with even a six or a five in my hand. It's almost always a three or a four. I, I've gotten on in full, with four irons before, but um, generally it's, 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 a, it's a three wood or a, four, or a four iron. But again, that's also why I just went to Miles of Golf because I was missing that, that gap in my game. And again, I post this in MDG and you get some, you know, wise guys oh you're you know not that good to be it's not it's not the point no i'm not i'm never going to be on tour i'm not i'm not a great golfer but i have you, ha, you can have 14 clubs in your bag mm-hmm. i had a, I had a, a gap between a three wood and a four iron a which, is, which is huge yeah which, which is huge so i wanted to get that that just a club for that gap it's not like i can play uh, i'm gonna hit this 223 or 227 <laughs> like i can't play it like that but i can't stand people that talk I i'm gonna play it 173 but that's how people viewed it and, and when the fact of the matter is if i were to nerd out about it it's you know and when i looked at the numbers on this generally speaking um if i hit my if i hit my four iron really well it was going about 215 if i hit my four iron good call it normal it was like 201 you know 200 whatever you want to call it um so what that told me though was i had that gap if i if i hit my four if i flush my four iron to 215 and i flush my three wood to 265 270 i have i've hit it 280 but call it 270 if i absolutely flush it i have a gap between 215 and 270 Big or gap. even call it if you hit it well between between 200 and 245. You know, I needed some something around that 220 number just to 
just to fill that gap, so to speak. And what did Nate get you fit for? Three hybrid. Oh, very nice. Yep. Very nice. Uh, title is correct, if I remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, very nice. Uh, the guys at Miles of Golf do a great job. And again, if you, I mean, whether you have a gap or you just want to check out new clubs, see if there's something that would be fit for you. Um, it's team amazing. At Miles of Golf is great. It's amazing just the attention to detail and the numbers that they're able to break down at Miles of Golf. And, you know, you go in there with, with a goal, whether you're getting a, um, a driver fitting, whether you're getting a full bag, whether you're like me who was, who was just trying to get that one missing club. I mean, they cater it so well to your needs, uh, give their recommendations on, on you know, what, what you're hitting well, um, what you're not. Of course, making all sorts of adjustments based on what the numbers say. I mean, they, they look at the numbers as soon as you hit the ball. And they they're, they're, they can predict almost to the yard based on the spin rate and launch angle, and they they just look at those numbers and they predict as the ball is in the air, hey that no that one's going to go about uh, you know two oh nine. It's it's unbelievable their their knowledge. It really is. Couple of uh, housekeeping uh, items, I guess. Obviously, can't go a podcast without mentioning Tiger Woods, especially as there was. Uh, <laughs> did you see the the coverage of Tiger playing a practice round at Southern Hills? Uh, mm -hmm. This week, there was a helicopter. <laughs> a local news station sent a helicopter. Usually, they only do that when, when there's COVID. And they're yeah. trying to uh, get people off the golf course. Yeah, COVID exists on the flag sticks. You got to be careful playing. But how ridiculous um, was that? That was so the, tough. the foam in the cup. Uh, <laughs> The, the, the use your foot to lift the ball out of the out of the cup. Well, you could just bang the ball against <laughs> against the foam. So stupid. Well, even but but again, it was there were that's why I brought it up when when COVID started. There were helicopters over <laughs> the local golf courses yeah. trying to you know just rip on people for being outside. It was it was the most ridiculous thing because you could and I remember there's a local golf course where there's a park right across the street. People, there was a, a, an aerial of it. There was a park right across the street. People walking their dogs and playing, you know, disc golf. Got, that's great, you know, enjoying themselves outside, whatever. And then right across the street, a golf course, wide open field, just, just like a park, but you weren't allowed to go walk by yourself and carry your clubs. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Coming up tonight at 6, we have more on people breaking COVID rules and spreading during the pandemic. I mean, it's unbelievable. They were talking, they were acting like people were being murdered on a golf course. And, and it's, but. it's nice just to, uh, you know, seemingly and hopefully ju just have all this COVID stuff Oh, it's done. I don't even think it's, about it. I, don't I either, literally like don't it's, even think and, about and it. And it's, it's about, I haven't for a while. Probably well, the like only time that I have, unfortunately, the only time that I have is when I've when I fly and you have to wear a mask and thank God that's done now yeah, too. That should have been done a long time ago, but um, I guess the, we just kind of got off track a little bit there, but um, Tiger obviously played a practice round Southern Hills, ton of coverage about it. Um, it's one of his favorite courses, pretty walkable compared to Augusta. You expect Tiger to play in the PGA. You expect him to play in the open, obviously St. Andrews, yeah. extremely flat course. It seems like this is kind of what it's going to be with Tiger for many years to come. Majors. It's just, can he, can he win a couple expect, and challenge Jack's record? I mean, that's really the he'll he'll the play the, he'll play the majors. Uh, he's not going to be. It's just like Augusta. You know, you and you and I were down there at Augusta National in Georgia for the Masters tournament. Um, I'm drinking out of a Masters cup right now. It's incredible. It, it, Tiger's not going to Southern Hills and practicing if he's not going to play. So yeah, I for sure think that he's going to play. Um, and moving forward, I would if I had to guess. 
And you know, I, I have a chance. I've had a chance to go to a ton of PGA Tour events. Um, I, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp and pretty good understanding of how the tour works, and and just having been around it a lot, and, and it's been awesome the past two years. I've, I've been around the tour a ton, and and from the management side of it to the players to the caddies, very to fortunate. Yeah. The, the hospitality, all of it. Um, it's cool to get the peek behind the curtain. It is, <clears throat> and and I I would expect that Tiger moving forward will probably play an average of, I would probably guess, you know, 10 events per year. He's going to play the four majors. He's going to play the players. Um, he's going to play the, 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 the Genesis, his, his tournament. tournament. He's yeah. going to play the PNC, if you even count that. Probably the Hero um, World Challenge, I would assume, his tournament as well. He's probably going to play about 10 tournaments, if you don't count, you know, the FedEx Cup ones, whatever, at the end. But... Uh, it's clear he's going to make a run yeah, at it, and that's what he wants. That's all he great. cares about. That's yeah, right. and that's what and that's what people want. That's what golf wants. Um, I mean, even walking around at Augusta National Golf Club, um, just seeing him on that Monday practice round when he people were going nuts when he stepped out to the range and when he stepped off the range and everyone starts running after him because he was going to go tee off with Fred Couples and and Justin Thomas. Um, I again, I, I've had to have the privilege to be around a lot of PGA Tour golf, even growing up. Well, you've been around Tiger. That was my at, first at time being Open. being anywhere so near Tiger. I've always seen. I've always, you know, you you can always see the galleries, the roars, whatever, when you go to these tournaments, and you can you can sense based on how people are moving up hole by hole that there's somebody big coming up there. You know, whether it's it's Justin Thomas or Spieth or Rom mm-hmm. or whoever it might be. With Tiger, you have to go like three holes ahead of his group just to see him. Which I mean, we did. It, I mean, it was unbelievable. You had guys on the course. You, you're walking by Zach Johnson. You're walking by Jordan Spieth, even. Um, and guys are not. There's there's no one even around them just because everyone's watching Tiger. It was unbelievable. Well, it makes their uh, their life a heck of a lot easier. I don't think there's any uh, any doubt about that. Um, couple of housekeeping items, and, and I agree with you on Tiger. I definitely think he's just going to chase majors, and that's really going to be what what it is you know, for a while here. So I'm totally fine with that. I want to see him. It, it adds a certain element of really everything uh, to the majors. But uh, housekeeping items, obviously, we're excited for the upcoming event, uh, May 13th, out at Hunter's Ridge. Uh, the links at yeah. Hunter's Ridge and Howell. Uh, appreciate everyone signing up and being a part of that. Obviously, going to be a fun day. Uh, would encourage you guys to really... Talk to the owners while you're out there. It's a great ownership group, really good people, uh, and they've put in a lot of work uh, at the links of Hunter's Ridge. And you know, if I dare say, make sure you have a beverage on that uh, second second story, second level patio overlooking the 18th green. And there's beautiful water. They've taken out some trees. Uh, should be a great day, great event. Um, and of course, the following Monday we have the member for a day for our tour card holders, Eagle Club members. Um, that is coming up on May 16th. I uh, believe we already have a full full tee sheet at Pretty this much, point. Yeah, yeah. so um, really exciting stuff. Glad that we can go ahead and do that again with Indian Wood this year. And again, for all of you who want to hear about these events, want to be first to know, uh, and want to just be a part of any offers, any special uh, giveaways or early you know ticket sales, whatever it may be. I mean, the text list is where it's at. That's where you're going to be first to know on everything. So make sure you text MDG to 888-581-2114. Text MDG to 
888-382-2114. Get on the text list. You'll be the first to know. And again, really looking forward to uh, both of those events uh, coming up here in May. And obviously, we have a ton of other events, uh, in-person events. Thank goodness, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all this uh, all their crap is over. So um, <laughs> looking forward to seeing you guys having a great season. Hopefully the weather turns uh, very, very quickly here. But uh, that'll do it for another edition of the Metro Detroit Golfers podcast. As always, presented by our friends over at Hall Financial. Thanks for listening to the Metro Detroit Golfers podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and keep giving Sully and Bogey a hard time. Powered by our presenting sponsor, Hall Financial, and also Tri-Covery Massage and Flexibility. 